Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. Will get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30. The 40. Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams' is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Connor Barth for the possible win. Snap. Spot. Kick away. High enough. Long enough. Tough Blog Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's your host, Anthony Pagnata, with you guys as always. And today we welcome in from the Daily Tar Heel Sports Column. It is Hunter Nelson. Uh, and first of all, Hunter, uh, glad to have you with us, man. Uh, how you been doing? Uh, I know uh, we're starting to get out of COVID, but uh, how has everybody been hanging out, uh, holding up during uh, these last uh, this last year and a half where we've been going through uh, everything with COVID-19? Well, definitely, yeah. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. But um, second, yeah, every single sporting event that I've been to in the past couple of weeks, couple of months, it seems like each one has slowly gotten more and more close to normal, which I think is really, really encouraging to see. Um, I was actually at the Florida State basketball game where they allowed fans to come in for the first time. And, um, you know, just even being at this practice yesterday, just, you know, being able to sit out there and there are actually some people in the stand. So just to slowly work its way closer to normal is definitely an encouraging sign. I actually got my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine last week, so we're moving in that direction there. But, um, yeah, it's just really encouraging, and um, if everyone continues to do their part, I think we can um, we can get there sooner rather than later. Well, that's great to hear, man. That's great to hear. And, yeah, you said it. You were at the practice yesterday, um, really the first uh, official scrimmage for Carolina. Of course, they had the Saturday practice a couple weeks ago, but this one was the first one that Mac Brown deemed an official scrimmage. And one of the things that we've heard a lot from Mac Brown from the beginning of spring camp is that there has been a lot of effort from the beginning here uh, from the guys this season, a lot of buy-in. Was that something that you noticed about the team yesterday when you were out there in Keenan Stadium? Absolutely. And that was one thing that Coach Brown was actually talking about when he was on the megaphone um, speaking to all the players. He said, listen, if you're not going to give 100% effort, you know, we'll sub in somebody who is. So I think that really made its way down to the players. And they were all locked in from the beginning. I saw a lot of intensity, a lot of physicality, obviously all modified being in scrimmage conditions. But, um, no, this team has high expectations. And just being able to see that mindset – um, with where they've been in the couple, you know, past couple of years is really a step in the right direction, I believe. 
But one of the positions that I think a lot of people have been really interested in, and it seemed like that was one of the positions that you focused on a lot yesterday, was the defensive line. That's an area where they've built a lot of depth, so there is a lot of competition down there. What impressed you so much about what you saw from uh, those guys in the trenches on the defensive side of the football yesterday? I think just being able to attack the backfield, you know, and they were doing this all against a strong UNC offensive line. I mean, the offensive line of UNC is definitely going to be one of its strong traits this season. Um, they have a lot of returners there, a lot of size, a lot of experience. So just being able to attack them and attack those gaps um, with a lot of the highly touted young players, as you mentioned, um, Miles Murphy, John Silver, Ra Ra Dilworth, and Javari Ritzy were all making huge plays. Um, in the backfield. And I think there was one play, Ra Ra Dilworth, I forgot who the running back was at the time, but he just absolutely powered through the offensive line and, and just stuffed a run, you know, and obviously the sideline was very animated when that happened. And um, I think, yeah, just uh, that's really one area that the coaching staff has tried to uh, recruit heavily in recent years. And I guess like the last two seasons, we haven't really seen too much of, um, you know, that, that type of defense from the Tar Heels. So I think just with them all getting more experience through practice and, uh, you know, through all the reps that they're getting, I think will really pay dividends for them moving forward. One of the other areas that we heard from Jay Bateman that guys have really been helped by being able to go through a spring practice was in that defensive backfield. He said that out of all the guys in that defensive backfield coming into the spring, only two of them had participated in a spring practice. And I know one of the areas that he was primarily focused on was at safety. What did you think of that group yesterday? And does there seem to be some pretty big, you know, good competition there at safety, a spot where I think people are, are sort of looking at and saying, we're bringing back some of the starters from a year ago, but maybe don't realize that there is some really good competition going on back there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think as of right now, I would probably lean towards this uh, returning safeties being the starters from last season, being Trey Morrison and uh, Don Chapman. But one player that really did stand out to me was, even though he's more of a nickelback and sort of a hybrid, was Jacurius Conley. He made some big plays at the end of last season. If you remember the Miami game, he was attacking the backfield while also dropping back into coverage. And, you know, he was doing the same thing in the scrimmage yesterday. He was able to attack Sam Howell on a number of occasions. But I think in the, in the span of about 20 seconds, he had, a, you know, a pass breakup and, um, you know, a quarterback pressure that probably would have been a sack had the, um, you know, modifications been lifted up a little bit and it would have been a game situation. So he's been definitely a Swiss Army knife for this defense. He's going to have a huge impact for the team. Um, I think he's probably the most polarizing uh, player on the defensive unit, if I'm being honest, just with his versatility and all the things he can do. Um, yeah, Kamen, uh, uh, record really uh, harped praise on him, actually, and said that he's one of the hardest workers on the team, and he's able to step up and make plays when needed. So I think that's definitely going to be something to keep an eye out for. Talking to Hunter Nelson of the Daily Tar Heel. Hunter, uh, you go over to the offensive side of the ball, and you know Carolina's got some question marks there for sure. Definitely have some talent, but I think the big thing again there is experience for these guys. Let's start at wide receiver. That was a spot that Mac Brown uh, definitely showed a little bit of concern a couple of weeks ago when he talked to the media uh, with some of the injuries that they had there. Of course, Choffrey Brown going down uh, here during the spring, and of course, Bo Corral is still not back to 100%. 
percent. And he did say that he hasn't really seen any guys behind him step up to the point where uh, he feels like they are ready to play right now. What did you think about those wide receivers on the outside that you saw yesterday? And do you think that there is some guys that are maybe trying to start separating themselves here as we get later into spring camp? Definitely. Well, to address the Bo Corrales point, he was he didn't participate in the scrimmage yesterday, but he was off on the side doing agility drills. And it looks like he's slowly working his way closer to 100%. We saw a little bit of the explosiveness that he has shown in his career. And although he's not really a, a burner speed kind of guy, um, just getting close to that um, ability is definitely going to be helpful for him to make big plays. But the first team starters at the scrimmage yesterday were Antoine Green and Emery Simmons on the outside, and then Josh Green in the slot. And um, although the defensive coverage was really, really solid, Kyler McMichael was making plays. Um, Tony Grimes, I would say something about him, but nobody was throwing the ball his way because he was shutting it down that well. But, um, no, Josh Downs was actually a player who was making a number of big plays, um, not even just uh, in the scrimmage, but also in some of the reps they were doing beforehand. Uh, he was making uh, – there was one play he had like a 30-yard catch up the seam over about two defenders, um, which really shows his big playability. And if you remember, I think he only had a handful of catches last year, but mostly all of them were, were touchdowns. So, I mean, that's something he's definitely capable of. But, yeah, for the time being, Choppery Brown returning will definitely be um, huge for this team. He's going to give a much-needed speed on the outside. But um, for the time being, if there's one player that stood out of that position, it would have to be Josh Downs. And I think as he continues to get more and more comfortable um, catching passes from Sam Howell, um, he'll just continue to thrive within this offensive scheme. Well, the other position that a lot of people are interested in because of everything that was lost there is, of course, running back. You lose probably the best statistical running back combo in program history. Um, you know, you, you can, again, go back and forth and debate. Heck, we're probably going to have a podcast in the offseason where we talk about that. But Michael Carter and Javante Williams being gone is going to be extremely hard to replace. But they've got a group back there that's got some talent. It's still early on. There's a really big group back there of guys that I think are going to at least get an opportunity. What did you see from that group on Saturday? And do you think that there are maybe a couple of guys that are maybe emerging as the guys that are going to be, you know, one and two on that depth chart as we head into the fall? Yeah. So actually, after practice, we had the chance to speak to Austin Richards, one of the offensive linemen on the team. And I asked if there were going to be any changes this year made to sort of their blocking schemes with the new running backs. And he said no. He said that they pretty much are very confident in the abilities of, you know, the wide group of guys that they do have. And, um, you know, the play calls are pretty much going to be the same. And we saw that yesterday. There were a lot of um, inside runs, which was a, a key staple in the offense last year. And then whenever they did go outside, there were a lot of swing passes. So I guess just to name a few names, Ty Chandler did take first team reps, the transfer from Tennessee. Um, you know, he's not going to be the Javante Williams, Michael Carter guy yet, but he definitely has the ceiling to get to that point. I mean, two years ago, he was the preseason or he was on the preseason watch list for the, the Doak uh, Walker Award. So he's he definitely has, um, you know, a high ceiling to get there. And he has the experience on his side. You know, last season at Tennessee, he averaged over 100 yards per game in the first two games of the season, uh, both wins, by the way. But then, you know, as the year went on, he kind of lost some touches, and also because Tennessee was was losing a lot of the game, so he kind of got taken out of the game plan. They went 3-7 and seven last year. But um, just, yeah, just seeing him yesterday, he did take the first team reps, and I think with his experience, which is something that Mac Brown has really um, honed in on as a key priority, 
Um, I think he's probably the leader at this point. And then uh, right behind him also in terms of experience is British Brooks. Uh, we saw him as sort of the lead back in the Orange Bowl last season. And um, he was also um, out there doing the same thing yesterday. Uh, as far as a guy making plays, Josh Henderson probably had the biggest run of the day for the, among the group. He had a nice uh, 60-yard run where he uh, sort of found a hole to the right side and then bounced it and, uh, and took it all the way for a nice 60-yard touchdown. But, um, yeah, a lot of the other guys as well. The one thing that stood out is their physicality because um, if you really think about it, although, um, you know, Carter and uh, Javante Williams were such physical backs last year in their running styles, uh, they were also very important in the pass protection as well. So I think with the physicality of all these guys, they definitely um, have the capabilities of eventually becoming great pass blockers and uh, fitting within the scheme. Um, it's just going to take a little bit of time. Uh, Austin Richards said that he doesn't expect everything to sort of come into place right away. But um, when it does, I think if this team can get just anything close to the production that it had last year from, you know, ultimately two highly touted NFL running backs, um, I think that's just going to raise the ceiling for this team only because the defensive unit has gotten so much better from last year that, um, you know, a lot of the pressure is going to be on Sam Howell or not pressure, but responsibility. So if just a little bit of time, if a little bit of that is taken off his shoulders and the running backs can pick up the slack a little bit, I think the ceiling for this offense is going to be really, really high. Talking to Hunter Nelson of the Daily Tar Heel about his takeaways from Saturday's scrimmage. Uh, last position-specific question that I'm going to ask you is uh, about quarterback, and it's not about the starter, Sam Howell. It's about uh, the, the two guys behind him that are going to be battling for the backup spot. Do you think one of those guys has stood out? I know that they're saying that they're going to pretty much wait until the fall to really start evaluating that position, but with Jacoby Criswell and Drake May, did either one of those guys really sort of stand out to you uh, with what they did on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, first of all, both of them definitely passed the eye test. Um, during their uh, non-scrimmage reps, when they were throwing to receivers, um, all their passes had a lot of zip on the ball, and they were putting it on the money. And as far as, like, physical tools, they both match. I know Chris Wall is, like, 6'2", um, you know, is also a very good runner. He's a mobile threat. And then Drake May, the incoming freshman, is 6'5". You know, he looks the part of a, of a big-time Power 5 quarterback that can really become an elite player. But as far as both of them sort of, separating themselves i didn't see much um but i think that the you know the potential is definitely there for them i think uh, drake may had a number of great throws um sort of in like the lead up to the scrimmage but once the scrimmage kind of came in um, he actually threw an interception you know in the goal line um and missed a couple guys on some slants but keep in mind this is just his first scrimmage that he's ever playing at the collegiate level so it's definitely not time to write off Drake May this season or for the future, you know, yet at all, because he's going to be a very, very talented player. But, um, yeah, just getting familiar and getting situated with him is going to be very important. And then Chris Wall. I mean, with Chris Wall, we saw in a couple of games last year, um, especially in that blowout um, against Western Carolina. Um, you know, he's, he does have a little bit of experience. So I think for the time being, I would probably give him the nod as the backup. But, um, yeah, if, if Sam Howell, for whatever reason – goes down to an injury, I think UNC has two very talented quarterbacks on their hands that could step into place for him. Okay, last thing that I'll ask you, I know Jaquarius Conley was a guy that you pointed out. Who was the guy that really stood out the most to you on Saturday or, or maybe just a couple of guys that really caught your eye out there on Saturday afternoon? Yeah, so I mean, I mentioned Conley first. Um, he was probably the biggest uh, player that was really flying all over the field and making plays. But um, 
Yeah, I think just on the defensive side of the ball, I would say the defense was probably a step above the offense yesterday, which is sort of crazy to think with everything that happened last season. But, um, no, I think the defensive unit was really, really well. Some names that stood out specifically uh, were the young guys. Like I mentioned, Keyshawn Silver, Ra-Ra Dilworth, and Shavari Ritzy. They stepped in right away, and they were ready to make an impact. Like, they were not intimidated by, um, you know, the, the more experienced opponents. They pretty much played fearless, and they attacked the backfield with ease. And, um, you know, and like I said, the, the UNC offensive line is, is one of its strong strengths. So um, if they're able to do that against probably inferior teams and inferior offensive lines, um, I think, you know, they can go. I think the, this team's going to go as far as this unit can take them. So uh, there's a lot of youth on this team, uh, a lot of speed. And I think if all that comes together, uh, yeah, the defensive unit should be uh, in for a special year. All right, that is Hunter Nelson of the Daily Tar Heel. Make sure you guys are checking out all the stuff that he is writing covering Tar Heel Athletics. Hey, Hunter, thanks for stopping by with us, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, I, I just, you know, enjoy this football season. I think this is going to be uh, really the first, um, you know, sports season that's going to be somewhat normal. I mean, we've got some, you know, some fans back uh, at the baseball stadium watching the team play in the Bosch, um, but it still feels like there are some limitations once we roll around to the fall it feels like uh it is going to open up a little bit so just uh enjoy the ride man and we'll talk to you down the line all right buddy of course sounds good stay safe out there all righty so that is Hunter Nelson of the Daily Tar Heel. Thank him for stopping by with us uh, on this edition of the podcast. Uh, guys, head over to the website. Make sure you check it out, HeelToughBlog.com. We've got you covered uh, with all the stuff going on right now in spring camp uh, to the point that we can. So uh, right now, uh, really just going off of those press conferences. We've got our press conference takeaways whenever there is a press conference, whenever we hear from Mac Brown. Uh, the other day we heard from both Mac Brown or from both Phil Longo and Jay Bateman along with Mac Brown, so make sure that you guys are going back and checking that out. We've got some stuff on the recruiting trail, of course, that we're going to have you guys covered on uh, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, there should be some guys that are going to be narrowing down their decisions. Uh, there could be some decisions potentially on the horizon as well that affect Carolina, so make sure that you guys are keeping an eye out on the site, HeelToughBlog.com for that. Also, on the basketball side of things, of course, uh, this has been one of the craziest stretches in Carolina basketball history with Roy Williams retiring unexpectedly. Uh, we've had had you covered from the moment that all of that went down uh, with all of the information that you need to know. Hubert Davis now taking over the basketball program. Of course, we'd have you, we've had you covered on that front. And of course, even after you get past the coaching stuff, this is set to be one of the craziest off-seasons in terms of player movement in Carolina basketball history. We have you covered on all of those fronts. Make sure that you go onto the website right now. Check out the article about Justin McCoy, who committed to Carolina yesterday as a transfer. And, of course, there are some other guys that Carolina is going to be targeting over the next couple of weeks that we'll have you covered on as well. So, that wraps it up for this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. Make sure that you guys rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you listen to your podcast at, uh, whether it's Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts, wherever. Make sure that you give us that rate and review. That helps us move up some of those uh 
some of those boards so that people that are trying to search for the Heels Up Blog podcast can find it a little bit easier. If you subscribe, that's what puts the additions right into your podcast library so you can find them uh, in you know the click of a button. That's exactly what we want. We want to make it easy for you guys to be able to find it. And of course, you can also check it out on the Heel Tough blog website if that's the way that you want to go as well. The Facebook page, another good way to check it out. We put, of course, the waveforms up there. Uh, we are going to try to get back into some of the video versions of the podcast later on this year, but we'll have to see uh, if we're able to do that again. We're still without a studio as of right now, so we're still trying to sort some things out and uh, potentially get back to doing some of the video podcast as we get a little bit closer to the start of the season and, of course, during the season. But uh, we'll, of course, keep you updated on all of that. And the Facebook page is the best way to find all of the articles, all the podcasts, everything in one location. Heel Tough blog on Facebook. Make sure that you like and follow it. So once again, that wraps it up for this edition of the podcast. Want to thank Hunter Nelson for stopping by with us. Want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels. Heels.